This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. When I was about five or six, I remember him lifting me over at Turnstile back at, in Cowshed. And, like, I was just hooked within five minutes. Um, and I think first game I went to, uh, I think we played Birmingham at Old Leeds Road, and I think we won 4-1 or something. I can't remember who scored. But I was hooked from then on. And then, yeah, I just, I mean, followed him ever since. Uh, best games. I'll never forget that Wembley when Chris Billy scored. Mm. Um and when Warnock was manager and Boothie, we had Boothie and Jeppo and Darren Bullock and them. I remember that, those lot fondly. And then obviously like 2017 and Schindler and Wagner and all that was incredible. So yeah, there's just loads of great memories as a town fan. Absolutely. Welcome to the podcast, Danny. It's, it's good to have you. Um, but, you know, uh, our podcast sponsor, I'm sure he's glad to have you as well. And our uh, sponsor is Magic Rock Brewing. So uh, get yourselves down to Magic Rock Brewing before... Each home game, fantastic place to start, you know, start the day uh, on a match day. Uh, you know, if you want to buy anything online, use AHTTC10, our code, and you'll get 10% off all online orders as well. So thanks again to Magic Rock uh, for that. So yesterday, guys, Huddersfield Town won Barnsley nil um, through to the fifth round of the FA Cup, which is fantastic. Not often that we get this far. Um, pause. Uh, you know, a decent game. You were back behind the, you know, back in the crowd, weren't you? How did you see this game as well? And uh, how did you see the game unfold? Really nice goal as well from, you know, a combination from Sauber Thomas, Josh Caroma, and then Dwayne Holmes. Um, how did you see it as it went? Um, it was very, very similar to many other performances for me. We kind of came out and uh, gave it a good go. Um, by, you know, by far the better team in the first half. Went 1-0 up, kept kept plugging away, but, but couldn't get that second goal. Um, obviously, I had a bit of a let-off with uh, old Nabisar, you know, being Nabisar and swinging his leg at Iron Cannon. Classic so, Nabi. Um, so, <laughs> you know, welcome, uh, Mr. Blackman, to playing with Nabisar. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't give him much chance to adjust, but yeah, we got away with that one. And um, went in at half-time, 1-0. You're thinking, you know, we're on top. Uh, you look at his bench and you think, you know, some of us, you know, as better players are, are on the are on bench there. So, you know, if we do get any trouble in second half, bring those on. And second half started very much similar to, to many other home games. First sort of 10, 15 minutes, Barnsley K 
came out as a, as you would expect them to do. You know, I think there were a few little grumblings from the crowd that is it going to have that air of uh, an ability about it, and you know, is it going to go the same way as, as previous um, home games? Luckily, it didn't. We we kind of made a couple of changes and got a foot back in the game. And apart from really their sort of disallowed goal, you know, which I'm sure if anyone's seen online may have been you know a bit of fortunate for us. Uh, with Matty Pearson sort of flinging himself forward um, to, to get the free kick. Apart from that, I were never really worried like I have been, you know, sort of in previous home games. I also thought we created, you know, enough chances in the second half to, to kill it off. Um, you know, we, of course, we had, a, we had a couple of chances. I know it was very, very end, but, you know, Russell, uh, Russell should have scored where, you know, he's, he's just dragged it wide and luckily in the end it, it didn't. It didn't matter, but yeah, decent, decent, solid performance. Obviously, Carlos not being present, you know, at last minute, uh, could have could have had an effect. But it seems like his, uh, you know, backroom staff uh, executed the, the plan to perfection. Really, um, all that we're missing was that second goal just to take away any any nerves. But I think one of the good things was it um, from the crowd this time. Uh, it would have been very very easy as Barnsley got on top in those first 10-15 minutes to to sort of slip back into that nervous. Uh, atmosphere, whereas it didn't, it stayed positive throughout, um, which which were great. And you know, as we got back into games, noise levels rose, and um, you know, luckily we, we managed to see it out. So fair play to everybody concerned. It felt like a real. Uh, I know Danny mentioned it just before we came on air, but a real togetherness about about yesterday, and you know, the old, you know, the Carlos wave. Well, we weren't even there, were we? So can we call it that? But the old wave came back at the end, which you know the. the a couple of club representatives reached out to us to see if that was something that they wanted to bring back. And, you know, obviously we were all for it because it just gives you that, you know, added little bit of togetherness. And it just, it's FA Cup, it's not league, but it just kept the, it keeps the momentum going. It keeps the feel-good factor around the club going. Um, so, yeah, a, a very good day at the office for me all around. Oz, did you see? You know, did you see Carol Lighting in that wave? He had absolutely no idea what was going on. Did he at the end? Did you? Just... Did, mate. <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> sort of looking about as if to say, "What's about kind yeah. of thing?" And you know, it yeah. kind of went a little bit wrong. But oh, lads, do it, done it. And you know, Sober Thomas got a. It's better been. It's better been. It's better than been shushed by uh, Jacob Brown. Yeah, it was just it was just good to see, mate. Just good to see. We've had we've had a, a, a tough time of recent. You know, uh, obviously COVID didn't help with the disconnection, but I think, you know, back into the Premier League coming down and uh, we kind of lost us lost us way with the connection with the club that we'd managed to build up so great under under, under Wagner and uh, that seems to be back now. So for me that's half at battle. If you've got that togetherness, you're halfway there for me. So, you know, great to see. Danny, tell us a bit more. So I've had a message here that says Danny Corain, a former Rainwood Junior School alumni from from my mate who was uh, also at that school, from Josh Quirk. If you didn't know him, no worries. Um, and we've also got another one says uh, from Robert Large. That says, looks like Danny Corain broke the internet because he brought too many fans to Andy Takes That Chance. So there we go. Apologies. Oh, my my laptop was doing a few updates. So uh, yeah, my fault. <laughs> <laughs> but Danny, how did you see it then? Uh, you know, uh, we, there's quite a lot of talking points from the game as well. Uh, fringe players performed quite well. We had Jamal Blackburn making it, Blackman making his debut. Uh, Ruffles at left back. Uh, Naby obviously came back in. Jordan Rhodes up front worked really hard first half. You know, you we like yeah. Paul says we talked about that togetherness as well. And you know, it's really important as well, isn't it? That in in with regards to that togetherness, that the people on the fringes of it buy into it as well. And then when they come into the side, they pick up where the other one you know take the bat on them, where everyone's left off, and everybody's you know rowing in the same direction. Yeah, I mean, I thought uh, sometimes it's nice to see those players. I mean, like that um, that John Russell is uh, 
great player, like a great addition, really. He's very different to anybody else we've got in midfield. And I thought he had a great game. And uh, I think Ruffles did well, because obviously he hadn't had many minutes this season and he's been patient and he was good. And it's just great to see that, he, like you say, those players on the bench and on the periphery are still coming into the team and sort of, they all look like they're on board with the, what we're trying to do. You know, working hard, like you look at Rhodes, Rhodes runs around more than he ever used to. Um, he might not score as many now, he might not have a turn of pace, but he's still still giving all he can for the team, which is all you can really ask for, I think. Yeah, yeah 100%. And, you know, and we mentioned John Russell as well, and we'll come on to him, because I think he, he deserved um, some, you know, a, a bit of praise his way. You know, he played against Burnley, and to be fair, he's played against, to put this into context as well, so John Russell's played against Barnsley and, you know, Burnley, the Bees, if you like. Uh, both sides weren't at full full tilt. Barnsley, to be honest, Barnsley fans won't forgive me for this, but I thought they were really poor first half. I thought they were really, really poor. But John Russell showed up really well. And what was surprising was we brought John Russell in and we've seen him as a potential number 10 or wide, you know, wide forward player. And yeah. they played him at the point, you know, at the sort of very tip of, you know, the, the midfield or the base, if you like, as, as a DM. And he really excelled. His, his sort of height, his strength, uh, there were a couple of times, you know, it was really good, you know, put to good use, even clearing the ball, coming across from Barnsley. Uh, and, you know, he set quite a lot of wage, you know, with easy passes. And I was really impressed. And at halftime, you know, I looked at Twitter and a lot of people were putting the same sort of thing, you know, John Russell, uh, you know, I think I put something stupid like total Johnny Nation or something, you know, domination, domination. And uh, he was he was excellent in that midfield. And um, pause. Uh, Cozzy's, I think Cozzy's watching the AFCON looking at his glasses there or something. AFCON final. <laughs> I could see a green pitch in his glasses. But um, either that or he's frozen. He might have frozen. Has he frozen? No, he's there. <laughs> no, I don't about John Russell. What about John Russell, yeah. Paul's you weren't too impressed with him, mate. Well, you weren't as impressed as others. Let, let's let's throw a private conversation in there. The size <laughs> as well, another guy who, who weren't. Too impressed. Do you, do you just think we well, get carried away a little bit, Pod? Just because he's a, a young player. Do you think if he were, do you think if he were on loan from from Liverpool as a as a junior or what have you, as a you know an academy player, do you think we wouldn't be jumping in and excited as much? Because I thought it was really good, but I think sometimes when you're on a winning streak like we are, where everything's brilliant in it, the club make me laugh. Like, you know, this mm. Instagram thing at the moment, what a club and what a, what a team and all this lot. It's like let's just be grounded. Maybe that's your. Uh, your motto, pause maybe with this. Defend yourself, mate. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think you've word. I think you've done me there on, on wording. Uh, I were I were impressed, but maybe I've done you on the YouTube chat as well, just to just to cover yeah, both ends. Probably, <laughs> yeah, we get. It's like when I said we shouldn't give Johnny Og a contract to get him. Oh yeah, I think he, he did all right. Don't get me wrong, he did all right. Um, he, he played well, you know. Steady seven out of ten, I'd, I, I would say for him. You know, he needs a bit more game time to, to sort of fully embed himself. And you know, there were a few wayward passes, but you know, I won't I won't criticise him for being poor. I just sometimes, like Cosy says, there, I think we do go a little bit over the top, and it, it's quite easy when someone's not played a lot of games and they're coming against a, a weak Barnsley side. You know, let's not let's not dress it up. They were they were poor, but. You know, there's signs there, there's green shoots. I thought he did well at Burnley. I just think he needs to move ball a little bit quicker. Uh, but that'll come with more game time. Um, so, if you know, if he's impressed against Burnley, he's impressed yesterday, then hopefully he'll get a little bit more game time. I think it just gives us a little bit of a different option. Um, I think I said against we, we probably Stoke or Swansea that instead of bringing Scott Ion, I probably would have brought him on anyway. 
Um, I think he just gets that a little bit more. He's just got that extra second on ball than, than Scott I, and he can just uh, sort of get it down and, and just calm things down a little bit. And obviously, six foot four is you know a little bit more physical in, in centre midfield, which is what you need, especially when you know someone like Johnny Ogg's not playing and Lewis O'Brien were you know on bench yesterday. So yeah, I think it, I think he did well. I, I won't criticise him for much, but. You know, let's just let's just calm down and, and and see how he goes. If he plays against a Sheffield United or a Preston, and you know, let's judge him over five games rather than you know doing what we always do and hype up these players. And then you know, next week when they make a mistake, they're all of a sudden not as good as what you know they might have been. Look at Scott I; he was very similar. He came in and had a couple of good games, and everybody was singing his praises. And then don't know about that. A couple of good <laughs> appearances and no online. Though, you did see a lot of people, you know, sort of saying it, saying it was going to be good and. You know, these young players are never going to be very consistent. One week they'll be an eight and next week they'll be a five. And, you know, you've just got to put up with that as they develop. And, you know, good luck to us. I think he looks a good prospect. But, you know, let's not get too carried away um, and, and just see how he goes. Because ana- anatomically, did you did he sort of remind you a little bit of Colin Kwaner in that he's, he uses his elbows and his, his hips to really good effect to shield the ball? There was sort of that sort of yeah. Kwaner vibe for me and sort of the, the sort of shape and style of him. That's what I liked about him, his strength and that as well. It's just a shame he couldn't top it off with that, uh, you know, that goal really that should when we were on that ridiculous break at the end of the game and that's all. It just been kind of icing on the cake. But obviously, I had to watch the game uh, here. And Rob Palmer, who's obviously an experienced commentator, Sky and what have you, does a lot of you know games all over. That he just kept going on about him like standout player. I think he did. The one thing that always makes me laugh, and I mentioned it week in week out, is luck in football. Honestly, mate, Nabisar that last year. He goes off the post and goes in 100%. Barnsley are flying last season, going for the place. That goes in. DK gets another. Barnsley win 2 or 3 nil. He comes out. We had the statement thing the other day, which we'll mention in a minute, which, you know, controversial, you know, should have been off or what have you. Probably in last season, he stays, well, playing for us, but he's a similar player for the opposition, stays on the pitch. Luck plays such a part. I mean, I know he, he would have disallowed goal at the end, but, you know, it's... When you watch that video back, it is uh, interesting. But but last season, mate, that's in. They get an equaliser and go on to win it extra time. We deserve it because we, you know, we're playing well. We a lot of spirit. But let's not kid ourselves. They were appalling, and we got the bouncers again. And uh, it makes such a difference in football. You know, I I did feel a bit for them because they can't buy anything. One win in twenty six. Not one away since April, have they? Yeah, they filled their end, and I know you could say it's a ten and it's twenty odd miles away, but so what? That is Texan doing that on a crappy afternoon, which is what it was. And uh, yeah, my heart goes out to them a little bit. Maybe I shouldn't do. I don't, I'm not. Uh, I know Andy Kay's uh, looking forward to going to work tomorrow, and Barnsley uh, kind of on the border with with some of his. But yeah, I just think sometimes you've just got to say, "Lady, look." Because I mean, that's sad. Uh, it was incredible with that one. That Jamal Blackman was just thinking. What we are this team is meant to be like solid at the back. <laughs> Navi does that. It was quite sensational, wasn't it? And it, honestly, I I couldn't stop smiling. But I think Blackman's thinking, "Oh my God, what's happening here? What have you sold me here, Carlos?" Okay, both posts, didn't it? As well, it just kind of like shanked it against both. But how good was Matty Pearson, though? Aside from and and Danny, you know, you're an actor, so you know decent acting when you see it. But that's that's superb from Matty Pearson, isn't it? He's, that he does push him very gently. He doesn't, but he doesn't need. <laughs> I mean, for years, I've I, we've always been like too naive with that stuff. And like, mm. if you look at Lee Nichols this season, I love a bit of that. When you look yeah. at other championship <laughs> teams, they all have always done that to us, and we've always lost out in that regard. So I think 
let's do a bit of sales if everybody else is doing it. Let's do a bit. I mean, I don't condone out and out diving, but he did touch him. And he went down. I mean, he could have won an Oscar for that, the way he went down. A little bit of shit house in though, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> nothing yeah, wrong with it. Absolutely. What about what about our goal yesterday? It was sensational, mate. It was great goal. I was yeah. just like, oh my god, it, this was a team playing in full confidence, full throttle. It was sent. What a one touch finish, Dwayne Holmes, a man who we've lambasted for yeah. months on here, and it's I... like finishing <clears throat> like that. It was sensational finish, mate. What a goal! The guy is just ramming. A lot of opinions, including ours, right down our throats at the moment. He's on fire, mate. I'd just like to point He's out, I stu- I've stuck up for Dwayne and called him Dwayne Esther on a couple of occasions. But, you know, let's, let's just not tar everyone with the same brush here. But go on, Danny. <laughs> no, I was just saying that he, he, he's he's come on loads this season, but I think it's since he's had a kid. Mm. You, you know, like, he, you know, he keeps doing that thing. But, you know, like, I don't yeah. know. It's, sometimes I think that um, might have grounded him a bit, but he seems to be a lot better this season. Ever since that, actually, he scored, but he scored, and he scored like f- six in the four like, in his last six starts or something. Yeah, he's got like something like that, four, or five and seven or something. Doing, <laughs> yeah, he's doing well. He's doing Checking, he's doing Checking well. he's on the Rusks, on the Rusks, pause. Checking yeah, he's sneaking. Yeah, he might be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Extra iron. You know, because he's right there, I, I personally believe it. You know, I'll hold my hands up and I've, I've been critical of Holmes this, this season and. Uh, you know, he's he's proving me wrong. So I'll you know I'll I'll gladly hold my hands up and say, you know, got that one a little bit wrong. But you know, we all have these opinions at the time, don't we? And I still believe that you know, there's probably a little bit more to come from home. I think probably a little bit of a slow start settling in, and, and now he has done. You know, he's built up a massive relationship with uh, with Sober Thomas and uh, uh, Josh Coroma as well, which is obviously helping. Um, so yeah, long long may it continue. Matt, that you did defend him for so long, I think, quite a bit. And the one thing I remember you saying last season quite a lot is we can't find a position for him. What is his best position? And we seem to have got that now, mate, don't we? And when he's not playing, we miss him. And uh, that's a sign of what we're saying. Spain's an important player. And uh, yeah, is, we miss is him. A Swiss, is the Swiss Army knife? Is the Swiss Army knife? Is Dwayne Holmes? You know, you put him on the left hand side. He fold, You know, he folds in. What I quite liked against Derby, and we'll come on to the Derby game, was. He came into the half space really well, and he, him and Lewis O'Brien in particular, really engineered quite a lot of combinations to get Town into the final third. I think Dwayne sometimes struggles a little bit more in the final third. But, you know, in, in terms of in the middle, he's a really good uh, tool. Whether he plays in the middle, right, left, he's really good at sort of helping link, link and try and get us into that final third. And I think that's where he's quite strong. And I think what when people sort of bemoan him a little bit, I think it's they, they may not so much miss that. But I think the highlight is, you know, the end product sometimes, you know, whereas end product can be a little bit hit and miss. And I think sometimes that can be a bit frustrating, whereas in the middle, you know, that good work then sometimes gets a bit overlooked because, you know, at the end of it is, you know, against Derby, he's, he's fluffing one wide from, you know, sort of five, six yards. But for me, I think he's done really well uh, this season. I agree with Danny. I think that's a really good point about, you know, maybe he's, he's become a bit more driven and focused since uh, his wife gave birth to uh, Tiago, it's called, isn't it? It's a great name for a baby, yeah. isn't it? Tiago, Tiago Holmes. Uh, although he's got yeah, quite Matt. a fancy middle name himself with Octavius, hasn't he? So maybe it runs in the family. But go on, Cos. Matt, it was nice for Richard Damon to watch the pod because what did I say <laughs> last week on here? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. boy, bring your Norwich home form to the stadium. <laughs> you know what? He didn't, he didn't even last that much. Do you know what the best thing is as well? That Norwich game, he was decent and then he had a mad two minutes 
And this time he just turned up for those two minutes for you, didn't he? That was, that was the best. But shall we read some stuff out about Barnsley before we move on to, to Derby? Because we've got quite a few comments coming yeah. through on YouTube. So thanks to, we've got 46 people watching. So yeah, Danny Crane did bring the people, which is fantastic. So let's have a look. So Robert Large says, very, very good showing from John Russell. Looks like we could have unearthed the gem there. Uh, Bez5678, uh, here with known as Bez, says, never thought they threatened despite their possession. Good goal from town. Impressed with Russell and Pearson's theatrics. I think that's right with Bez because Barnsley, we never really, I think they had zero shots on target the whole game. And, you know, Jamal Blackman might as well have sat down, I think, like we d- you did in 2012. Yeah, but Matt, we never get that second goal, though, do we? We never can, you can never chill out. We should have. Danny, here, yeah, you know, Danny Ward hit the, the match. yeah, Ward hit the post, didn't yeah. he? It's a brilliant save, that. Turton was offside when he put the ball in the net and uh, John Russell missed that chance at the end. Or John Drea Perlo, as I, I coined him on, on Saturday, but... Uh, Posse's, uh, Posse's it's like we got that second back. against Derby too. We got that second against Derby, which were welcome, obviously from Rhodes, but we were too late for to have that chill moment. You know when you watch in town, thinking we're a good team here, and I'm enjoying myself, and I don't feel any danger. It's good to get them goals in front, but honestly, I thought yesterday we're we're up early. We can get that second goal and put it to bed. But then your brain kicks and think, no, nah, this is town, mate, and that yeah. doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, don't be silly. Uh, on Smoke Jad says, uh, Russell looks like he has real potential, such a physical pre- presence. Uh, Adam Cottrell says, solid outing all in all. Could have added a couple more towards the end, but it's a win and a clean sheet. Fans were brilliant. Uh, Oliver Bell uh, says, height in the midfield worked really well in countering Barnsley's height. We contributed to the game well at times. Uh, we controlled the game well at times. Shame about some final third quality and supply to Rhodes. Nevertheless, we got the win. Uh, and Russell looks like he's ready for the step up. Definitely man of the match, says Adam Cottrell. Matt says, uh, most positive thing from yesterday was it highlights how much strength and depth we now have in the squad, which is true, Matt, uh, especially on a budget. Fair play to all involved. And then Adam Cottrell says, uh, gutted that John Russell couldn't tap cap off the performance with a goal at the end. Uh, it's not going over the top, pause. It's fans uh, giving credit to a fringe player putting in the man of the match performance. So uh, take that one, pause, mate. Uh, Matt's retracted a message, I but I, oh, do you know, it was quite good. I think it was something about... I think he put something like best performance since Danny Corain at something about Salander Nook High School or something like that. Oh, but I've, I, can't, I can't see there is a, I thought it was quite good though. I'm good to he's, he's deleted that. Um, Richard Hook, he says, good game considering the weather. Bit tricky, 25 minutes in second, but otherwise well-deserved. Great goal. Uh, shame we did not get more. Bansley could uh, not hit a band or poor side. Holmes and Russell stood out. Uh, Robert Large says, uh, at Matt, sensational performance, which I think... Might be towards not town, but Danny Corain at Salander Nook in whatever play it was that he did that I didn't have a chance to read. But there we go. Uh, right, guys, we're going to move on now. To so we've actually got uh, I put on my notes here thoughts on the next round opponents dot 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 because I wrote this last night and we now know that our next round opponents are Nottingham Forest away and we all know who loves Nottingham Forest away and that is Mister Kosmala who will be certainly booking some time off work, won't you? What about Derby though, mate? Are we are we well, going that's to next. That after this? That's next. Right. Probably just the ones uh, the hooters, man. That's what <laughs> he loves the hoot. <laughs> you know what? After watching, obviously, them play today, I might take that back a little bit because they haven't rolling. <laughs> Let's be honest, we did get lucky there. He's one of those guys that goes for the wings, pause. He goes for the wings. That's it. Yeah. Sweet win. <laughs> I think the best. trouble is, it's what, what you said, pause. And, you know, it's a midweek round. Obviously, we're not used to being in a cup that far past the third. So we're not used to it. But I remember before people who were in the cup saying that fifth round midweek set. A stinker, so normally I just want an away jaw. So to get, I do, do you know, I, I don't know if that's weird, but you know, when you watch, you know, you don't want to watch watching a draw, do you? Oh, sorry, sorry Paul. I was gonna say, do you know, when you watch a draw, 
Pause, go on. Pause, you go. Pause, let's let's, let's step in. Go on. Who's going? Me or Cosy? You are. No one's doing anything here. Pause. I don't want to say more. Now he's kind of missed the point now because it's taken three hours. This better be good, Pause. It's not always been a midweek thing, has it? Fifth round, surely. No, it's new. Yeah, it's new. Yeah, well, that could right. There you go, Cosy. You got interrupted for that, so there you go. <laughs> Is that all it was, Pop? Robert? That's all it was. Are you? Am I weird or what? But you know, when yep. you're watching a draw, we're not out of it. I just get bad. I just feel. I just know when we're going to get a, a crap draw. You know, like today, I just yeah. we were there, and I was trying to look for number. What we were number three, weren't we? And I, I was trying to look for our bar, like. <laughs> In the pot. close to telling. But <laughs> I just had a feeling we weren't going to... So, in a way, when it came out, I was quite relieved because I was convinced we were heading to Bournemouth, as it turns out, not now, but Norwich or Southampton on a Wednesday night because that were always in the back of my mind. So, yeah, I know a few people like, it's a bad job, this, that, and the other, but I'm kind of thinking it's only an hour and a half in it down or not in maybe a bit bit longer. But I just had bad vibes and that when it started that job because if we're not out early... I'm thinking we're going to... Maybe I'm just stupid, man, but... Uh, did you watch it as well? Did, what did you... Yeah, I watched it. I thought we were ball number nine, so I, I got it completely wrong. <laughs> 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 uh, but I love Nottingham Forest. I just hope that we can uh, get it priced up right again. It'll be interesting because I'm not so sure we're going to get them prices we got on Saturday, but it's, it's one that's probably not going to trouble the TV. I would have thought that, but... I, I'm I'm just biased me towards Nottingham. I love the place, and uh, yeah, it's a good draw. It's just, I think the sad thing with the cup is that we've got to wait a month for it. It's like they do it in Spain, and it's so frustrating. We have all these rounds in a row, and kind of in a row, and it gets some momentum in the cup because I think the cup's got its mojo back a little bit. I watched that West Ham game before ours, and wow, what a game! They were it was sensational, man. Everything the cup should be, and obviously Boreham Woods done a big giant killing tonight, and Forest destroyed Leicester, and. It's got its mojo back a little bit. So now we've got to wait a month and we'll have forgotten about it now because we'll be deep back in this promotion push and then it'll just appear on that Wednesday night. But yeah, I just hope that we can price it up at... I just yeah, 15 will probably do, won't it? But 10 will be better. But do you remember when we had that fiver under... Uh, when Peter Dunlop scored the winner, Matt? Or did he get... Did we oh, win I remember that, that game, yeah. That's, it yeah. got called off, didn't it? One got called off and then it got... Yeah. I think we were, I think, I'm sure we did, we go 3-0 up and I, I, I was, if this is right then, I remember sitting there, I went with my dad and my brother and they scored, we're like, can't have been long left and I remember my dad turning to me going, we were 3-1 up with like eight minutes to go and he went, yeah, I think we're going to lose this. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, that, that's in, that's just ingrained in all town fans, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, we've not, gone round, past, though, uh, we've not gone past the fifth round cause since everybody... 1972. So, you know, you it's know, a big step. Wigan, that... Do you know when we played Wigan, when they... I'm sure they were Premier League then, because I remember yeah. going in early and putting a banner. Was that the fourth round or the fifth? Uh, fourth, I think. Uh, I, don't know, I can't remember. That was Lee Novak scored for us, didn't he? Uh, with a head yeah. of that game. Yeah, 2012. I think so that'll be fourth or fifth, yeah. I just think we've got to play a lot better than we did last time down there to get, get through. But the best thing I think about the Cup, it might be controversial because it's robbing a lot of non-league teams of them valuable replay money, but... I just think it's brilliant, one leg. I love it. I love the fact that you're going into the ground and he says not going yesterday, but I love the fact that you go in there and you know it's going to happen on the night. It adds for the drama. I thought the Man United and Middlesbrough game on Friday just put everything that we love about the Cup, you know, the extra time and stuff. It was interesting that Galenica put a tweet out there, wasn't it, saying, do you think we should scrap the extra time? And I think Keenan and, and uh, Wright said, no, no. But I think they've made it a good again by one leg, 
cool. yeah. I know it's been forced on the COVID, but yeah. I think it's a good thing. It, it kind of forces like the the bigger teams to at least have some of the big hitters on bench, doesn't it? Because look at you know West Ham yesterday, they, they brought on you know a couple of decent players, and you know Man United played like Bruno Fernandez, Ronaldo. If that had a had a you know potential of a replay, you, you play your your second or even your third string, and if it goes to a replay, then you play your big hitters. Whereas it kind of brings a little bit more meaning to it that you've got to win there and then. And uh, yeah, I quite like straight to penalties actually. I don't, I don't, not usually extra time. Don't, I mean, there's obviously odd occasion where it goes a bit mental in extra time, but generally it just gets played out, doesn't it? Um, so straight to penalties for me would be even better. In fact, scrap the game, just have penalties. Just go straight to penalties. Just straight to penalties. <laughs> <laughs> just do penalties. <laughs> do it all in a day. Yeah. Yeah, every match back to back. <laughs> Right, guys, I'm just putting a message on uh, YouTube just to uh, see how the guys are getting on with uh, the Derby game. So we're going to come on to the Derby game now. And, uh, Cosy, I think you're the perfect person to start because we'll we'll go through your, your Richard Stearman love again. So you're a long-time admirer of the Steers, aren't you, and his uh, defensive abilities. You know, you're a big fan of his at Huddersfield Town. Um, you know, two minutes, three minutes in, and he does exactly what you do. You, you obviously had to watch the game at home because you were isolating, but... I bet you were quite quite secretly smug with yourself, weren't you, when he, uh, he ended up steer-housing himself off the pitch? It's interesting when you're watching it from home, because obviously you get a you know, good few replays and stuff, because I'm watching it on the, uh, the iPhone rather than the one crappy Sky uh, red button thing, but I just thought off straight away, and back in the day, it probably wouldn't have been a, a yellow, would it? But obviously O'Brien and Steeman teammates last year, so you knew O'Brien wasn't going to roll, you know, into the kill the bank trying to get him sent off. But I just think he knows that uh, he can't do that. And But again, my town supporting Ed, anyone else would be thinking, get in there and that's going to be an easy 3 or 4 no win against a team that I've pretty much relegated, blah, blah, blah. But you know it won't happen like that for town. But yeah, I, I, it, it were a, you know, when it were happening, it were happening in kind of slow motion for me and I thought, He's not getting there, he's steaming and bang. And I don't know what you thought in the ground, guys, but I, I thought off straight away, man. I'm not, not just because it's just steaming, but I, I just thought, thought he can't I, do that. I thought because it was so early, I thought the referee might bottle it a bit and give a yellow. But I think when you watch it back on the replay, I think if Lewis O'Brien plants his right foot, isn't it, at that time and Steerman hits him, it snaps his ankle in two. So it's reckless from Richard Steerman. And I think that's what the referee's looking at. I think some Derby fans were saying, oh, it's because he's the last man, etc." They've changed the rule on that now. So as long as you make an attempt at the ball and you're the last man, I don't think you get sent off for that now. I think they've slightly amended that. But for me, it was reckless. He touched the ball slightly, but wasn't in control of it. So as when you hit someone at that speed and force now in 2022, it's adios. And for me, it's a red card. And see what you think. Danny, you're nodding, so I'll go to you next because it sounds like you agree with me. And I like yeah, that. So there we go. <laughs> I thought it was a red, yeah, but but like you say, I think O'Brien uh, just moved his leg at that last minute, just got his studs out of the earth. Otherwise, I think yeah, he would have had an injury on his hands. But um, I watched it; I was watching it at home, and uh, I thought it was a red straight away when I saw saw it live. So yeah, yeah, definite red for me. Also, you, uh, I don't think you managed to get to the game on Wednesday. You had football coaching commitments, didn't you? I think. But um, what yeah, was what about you? Uh, yeah, by the time I'd got home, it obviously had already it already gone. But watching it back, I don't know. Um, You're a centre back. You you th- you've thrown a few of these in, haven't you, down the years? Say, <laughs> I'm gonna say, you know, a harsh yellow and uh, you know, don't do that again, kind of thing. But no, I think it, like you said, Matt, in the modern in the modern game, there's they've seen a various you know derby fans are I don't, 
you know, little uh, comment on them. I think they've uh, been a little bit crybabyish about a lot of things in that match against us. You know, the, the cry of the poor tail. And there was some bellendery going on in that way, and I'll be honest. Petitions to save the club and then go around online calling us, you know, shitheads and stuff yeah. like that, which isn't <laughs> going to go down well. But I saw a couple of stills, you know, Derby fans trying to defend it and a still can work both ways because if you, I saw one particular one where it does actually look like an half-decent tackle, but then move it back two frames and his, his both feet are off at floor and he's flying in. So when you dive in like that in, in this day and age, it's only going to lead to one thing in it. And, you know, it's one of them that probably if that had been Matty Pearson, you, you're saying, you know, half yellow, three minutes, give him benefit of doubt. But when it's another team, then, uh, yeah, get him down the tunnel. Uh, in fact, though, I actually thought from watching the rest of the game, I thought that, Red card actually just changed the dynamics of the match so, so much, and usually a team goes down to ten men and you're buzzing. And I'm I'm thinking, do you know what? That that might make us night a little bit harder. In the end, you know, we got the two goals, but Derby were just sitting in, weren't they? And it took us a while to break them down, but you know, we didn't end. So no complaints from me. You were always going to happen with that, though. But Mark, you're on about Bellendry. There's no finer Bellendry than people who pull our team off at half time just because we're not. Winning against ten men against the team who revitalised and the Rooney who are going to battle hard. Let me throw some context. Everything. Let me throw some context in this as well, cause because you can then you can pick up it with it again. Um, Radio Leeds. So it was on Radio Leeds. Really, I think it was Matt Glennon and uh, was it Johnny on Wednesday night? They called out. They said they felt that the crowd had a negative impact on the players and, it, and mistakes crept in because of the uh, expectation of the crowd to sort of hammer ten men, if you like, ten men derby who were the bottom three, but. Wayne Rooney's doing a great job at Derby and they are a really tough side, you know, and they, they really dig in, like Paz says, you know, they sat in, but they dig in. Cos, take it away again on, on the booing. So that's the point. So Radio Leeds were the ones who mentioned it on Wednesday night. And, it's um, so you follow up. Matt. It's like some people are just, it's like some people are just armed with it, you know, a, a sofa score app and they'll click on the form bit and they'll click on the league table and they'll just see them getting a man down to 10 men and then, that's it. We should be winning easy. Anyone with a brain knows, or she'll don't win games by many goals. Anyone with a brain knows that they're going to give it, you know, everything. They had a big travelling support who were fantastic, by the way. For me, the best, you know, so way support that we've had all season. Absolute garbage. But the sun that hearts out, mate, easily outsung our, our fans. And it was quite funny, actually, because they were making reference on the commentary that it's a good job the Derby fans kind of singing that as well, because it's drowning out some of the negativity. But I don't get it. And we had, we had it against uh, Stoke when we were, you know, booed off again. It's almost like, well, we were winning, but we didn't, we haven't won, so boo! It's, <laughs> it's absolute bollocks, mate. We're fifth in the league. There's people texting me, like, other teams, like, what the hell's going on at Uddersfield? I had you to go down, you're doing brilliant. And I, I just can't believe it. It's like, sometimes you can, well, because of the referee. Well, none of that. It's pure and simple on Wednesday. We're not winning. So people are booing off. What is going on here? I tell you what, for me, it's like a lot of times, I think we need to, it's like Saturday against Sheffield United. I think people might be a bit more educated in this game because it's like, right, this is a good team on a bit of a roll. Or maybe they'll just rock up again. We're not beating the team who were above. Boo, half time, boo. Honestly, it's just unbelievable, man. We're having a right season. What? What is wrong with people? I know. Is, I, it's mad, isn't it? I don't get it. I don't get it. Man. I don't get it because, like, for me, when we last went up, the thing that, really pulled us over the line was that everyone was positive, even the fans. Like, even if... It, I remember we lost to Burton or something at home or we'd lose a game, the odd game under Wagner at home, like 1-0, and no one ever booed. And, like, I don't know. And I think it's since we've been in Premier League. You see it sometimes on Twitter and stuff or on Down at the Mac or whatever. You just see people... don't know. It's so fickle. Like, if we're not winning, it, 
straight, they're, they're angry straight away. There's no like, don't know, there's no calmness about anybody. So it's, it's, it's frustrating and it can't be easy for players. It's a 90 minute game, now, lads. It, yeah. Our text never, even at half time, we were at the game, they're like, you know, what's Carlos doing? He ain't got a plan. This, that. He says, guys, it's a 90 minute game. Yeah. They're going to have to chase about. I was convinced we were still going to win. Even if it took to, you know, we, we finished it a bit earlier, to be fair, but even if it took to 90 minutes, we win. Winning's all that matters. Yesterday, winning's all that matters. But I don't think it is for some people. It's like we need to demolish them playing swashbuckling football. And fortunately, that ain't going to happen because that's not Uddersfield Town under Carlos. But I just, it just baffles me. And to me, I, it's a real, I'm a bit worried, me, kind of going into the games against maybe Luton and Peterborough that we've got to come at the stadium. We're going to, you know, probably bring little support and stuff. And again, it's going to be that people rock up, right? We should be doing this and we should be doing that. God, I would just be so drawn to a line under it and think, Bloody hell, we're doing brilliant. We've got an amazing chance, 16 games to go. I think it'd be different at Preston on Wednesday because I think there we know we win never to kind of win there. We're in for a battle. That'd be a really tough game. But I think the fans will respond accordingly. But I just, it's not everyone, but it's it, it's so frustrating. And, and these new players that we've got, they, they need all the backing that we can get. Maybe I'm exaggerating it, Matt, but it just, I just, we haven't no, got that, divide, that unity, Danny, from before. We haven't got it and no. we ain't going to get it back. But the, the most I'd say is just, well, just don't boo. If you're not going to chant or stand up for the town or bag on your clappers, just don't do all, but yeah. just don't back boo, man. Do you think this is like a symptomatic, though, of, of how football fandom is changing, though, as well? Because we, I think a lot of it now is driven by social media. And social media is all about instant gratification. Everything's got to be amazing or really bad all the time. And it's driven as well by Sky Sports, you know, Gary Neville, Carragher, everything, you know, the, the most basic thing is either amazing or rubbish to them, depending on their angle, what they're going for. And it feels like, you know, a lot of clubs like Huddersfield, Burnley, Barnsley, you know, these kind of fans were all quite happy-go-lucky, sort of laid back at, at some point. And it feels like everybody is now becoming a little bit like, you know, the fans of the bigger clubs, you know, where everything's either really scathing, you know, and, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to get name names. I was going to dive in on one of the bigger clubs, but I won't bother. And, uh, you know, everything's becoming sort of either really good or really shit. And everybody's, you know, everybody's reacting like that to every moment now, like it's like it's on social media. And I haven't seen anybody boo around me where I sit. Everybody's quite placid. I love it where I sit. And, and nobody was booing, but I could hear it at the same time. I'm just wondering what the demographic of people booing are. And whether they're, you know, whether they're quite in tune with social media and, you know, that sort of whole angle, or whether they're, like, I don't know, like, you know, the old the old fella at the back who doesn't know how to log on to down at the Mac, etc. You know, that that kind of thing. I'd be quite interested in the demographic of people booing and where they are in the stadium booing because it all kind of circles around. So, but for me, I think I think we're now in a sort of a different era whereby everybody wants everything now. You know what I mean? And and sport is and and I I I don't blame town fans specifically i just think this is the way that people have been herded because of the impact of social media but you know i might be talking rubbish i've just thought yeah. of that two minutes ago but you know i'll throw that to you guys pause and danny i don't know what you think of uh, the booing and yeah, no, uh, and the consequences I, I, uh, I fully agree with that mate i think that as you say people society and i think certainly the younger end you know having a having a 13 year old lad i know what he's like if something's not instant he you know it's end at world, you know, Netflix takes five seconds to load up rather than three and it's, you know, oh, internet's not working, get on phone to customer service, I need to know this, I need to know that. And that's how very much like football's going on, sport, like you say, you know, oh yeah, we've scored, but oh, well, it took a deflection, so it wasn't a good goal or, you know, well, it yeah. was a bad drop. So who cares? It's a goal, celebrate, enjoy that fact. Um, I also think that fans have a lot more exposure to football now, certainly the younger end, so like when I was growing up, you know, showing me age, it were, 
match at day and maybe one game on a Sunday on Sky. Whereas now, you know, you can tune in and watch Barcelona play, Real Madrid. You know, you can watch all these fancy foreign players that drop off a night. You can go on YouTube and look at all these, you know, ballers that play there and everywhere. And people just turn up. Do you know what I find weird, Poz? What I find really weird, and I can't get my head around it, is people are fans of players more than clubs, and I just—it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah, bizarre. Yeah, yeah. That is a bizarre concept. I'm just like, what is this? <laughs> it's just—it's just how times change, though, isn't it? I think, like you say, Matt, you know, people of a certain generation will go with certain expectations. It, and essentially, we're a, a bunch of old bastards yeah. out. We're moaning that it's not as good as yeah, it used to be. That's what we're doing, that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, though, Matt, it's like I mentioned—I mentioned that Middlesbrough game, and we haven't lost since. And I'm quite smug. I wish I could see that guy again. But do you remember when I mentioned here, he was singing? We're, you're nothing special. We lose every week, and I was like, "Mate, we're like seventh in the league. What are you t- you're talking absolute bollocks?" Honestly, I was going mental with the guy. We haven't lost since, but there seems to be this. I don't know, it's just this. Banner, it, to me, there yeah. should be pride, and there should be like, "Wow, this is brilliant." Look at we we were shit last few seasons, but look at us now. We're just trying to back. We're knocking on that Premier League door, but it's like any time anything goes against us during the game or what have you. It's like. It's like today we're getting texts all for us. They'll beat us. It's like, who? We've beaten them already down there. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium. You're right near the pitch. Great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's like, where is this coming from? Show some pride, man. We should be going there. I think, can, you know, I know what happened on Wednesday night. We'll be, we might get 2 0 and well, we always lose here. It's what we do. <laughs> but that don't mean to say we don't, we pack in, we give it all, man. I don't, I don't get it. It's so bizarre. And 16, what more convincing do people want? It's, I don't think the football is much better or worse than under Wagner. I don't. People's like, oh, it would imagine it. This, that, the other. Some of that stuff were boring, man. Yeah, well, I agree. I think Carlos is doing the right job. I think Carlos, with that squad, to be fifth in table with the squad that we've got, you know, when you think of like Turton and Pearson and those players, but what they've done is with Bromby and stuff, they've got the right mix. And I think there are, I've enjoyed watching them this season as much as I did under Wagner. The difference is there was more positivity throughout the stadium when it was Wagner. I think that's the major difference. I think I, I quite like watching us this season. Wagner's, Wagner was, was charismatic, wasn't he? And whereas a lot of people are struggling to connect with Carlos, aren't they? Whereas Wagner, you, you hung off every word, didn't you? And, you know, the other day on, on Twitter, someone was saying, oh, I can't do it with watching Carlos. And I just kind of sent him the link and said, there you go, just press the CC button on YouTube and it's got subtitles. You know, it's just, you know, people <laughs> can't, can't quite. Uh, quite, quite jump in with Carlos and I kind of half get it in some ways because he's not charismatic and sometimes you, when you look at town leaders of the past, you know, your Warnocks, your Buxtons, your Jackos, Wagners, they're all sort of like out in your face, you know, like swashbuckling characters, if you like, whereas Carlos is quite, he's lively on the touchline, but he's 
very introverted in a lot yeah, of ways. It's very, there, very thing. We're there for this, Matt. We're there for this, Matt. We are, we're but it's it's all part yet. of a bigger we're picture, though, isn't it? Out, yeah, but it's all part of a bigger picture, mate. It's this is the thing. It's all part of that. It's like the same people, you know, didn't like Phil, couldn't get behind a Phil Hodgkinson Huddersfield Town because Dean Hoyle wasn't there. It's the, you know, it's the same sort of thing you know, for, for a lot of people. I think, I think you you're exposed to a lot more views than you ever were as well in the past due to social media. So, mm. you know, you know, historically before social media, you'd go to you go to mates with, uh, sorry, you go to match with four or five mates, maybe you you, you know you meet your family. And you'd collect the views of them, so you might have like three opinions, four opinions, and then you might you might go to the pub and overhear a conversation and get involved in that. So you might hear maybe five or six people's opinions on a match. Now, when you you know pick up your phone at any point during ninety minutes, and there's there's hundreds and hundreds of different opinions, and sometimes I think people sometimes just are controversial just for the sake of saying stuff, just to try and put themselves above that. You know, there's everybody sort of here with their opinions. Oh, I'm going to say this because if I say this, everyone will come at me then and, you know, I'll get a little bit of presence online. <laughs> yeah. Come at me, bro. Come at me. With it as well, you know? Yeah. You know, I think, I think you're right. I think you're right. You know, there, weren't, there weren't this sort of stuff. You might have got, you know, I always remember listening to Cozzy on old radio lead ringing him. And he was, he's always been a media horror as Cozzy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, we're, you know, we're here just giving our opinion. We're not experts on anything. And, you nah, know, no. Just, uh, you know, people, you know, like to listen to us and fantastic, but, you know, we are experts and people might disagree with what we've said, but there's just, I think you're just exposed to so much more and it's constant as well. So like from every day you can go on and Wednesday afternoon, you can just think, oh, I'm a bit bored. I tell you what I'll do, I'll just say, you know, oh, I thought Matty Pearson was shit on Saturday. And then you'll get <laughs> 10 people say, no, it won't, no, it won't. And, you know, it yeah. just passes the time for some people as well, I think. Yeah, it's not something I get is that, but... We'll, we'll move on from there as well. There's um, still a little bit to talk about in the doubt. Dwayne Esther popped up with a goal, which was great. And do you know what I thought was really good about this is he he was getting a lot of stick from Derby fans all game. And, you know, a lot of footballers would have turned around and give it back. But like Danny said earlier, Dwayne, nope, none of it. He's straight tunnel vision, straight for the box where his wife and child were. And it's, you know, celebrate with them. Derby, off you go. And I, I liked that with Dwayne, you know, and he deserved that. He was trying, trying his best to get that goal. Uh, it was fantastic. So, well done to Dwayne as well. And and should Derby have had eight men? Because there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that Ebersaley should have yeah. had a second yellow. <laughs> and that, that tackle from Nathan Byrne was an absolute scandal at the end. He, he, you know, he took the free kick and it doesn't have any, it doesn't matter at all in terms of the result of the game, but he took the free kick and it got clear. Lewis O'Brien's running and you can see in his face going, I'm just going to effing do him. You know what I mean? And he just goes for it, goes for him sort of almost sort of just below the knee. And you, you know, it, it's a, it's an absolute shocker is that. And, I, I didn't like it. I thought Dabby should have had eight men. That's where I'm going with that. Someone rescue me. I'm waffling. Go on. Danny. Boz. Cos. Anyone. <laughs> Go on. Danny, you jump in. Two, two wins, two clean sheets, six points in the back. Happy bag. days. Happy days, mate. Yeah, happy days. Exactly. I, mean, I thought, I thought um, the Josh Caroma one, I mean, I don't think he went out to, I mean, it would look bad. Don't get me wrong, he probably should have got red for it, but I don't think yeah. he went out to do it. Whereas that other guy for them, he went yeah. to get him. It was intent, yeah. It was it was slack from Karoma, wasn't it? It was kind of like I've got to go for this tackle, but I don't really want to. Oh shit, I'm late. That was that was what I read the Karoma one, and then that was just like I'm going to do this guy, and I just thought. Anyway, we, we won the game. Rhodes. We won the game. Rhodes. Yes, Jordan Rhodes. Rhodes, first goal for ten yes. years for Town. Yes, Jordan. Uh, yeah, Ward, no, brilliant, mate. Smart from Ward. Great shot, alert from Rhodes. It was just quality, mate, and. Ward again, like yesterday, just what a pre- presence he is. 
Brilliant. Yeah, he's a class player. He's, he's, he's been class as Danny Ward for the last three months. Really, really good. Ever since uh, someone did a video with him uh, saying how isolated he was, you know, and couldn't didn't score a lot of goals, and then all of a sudden... Well, it's all down to you, man. Yeah, well, no, he's, he's all down <laughs> to <laughs> shutting me up. Yeah. That, you and your stupid That's video... Crazy. <laughs> but yeah, so oh the uh, the Belinda Carlisle special, yeah, that's it. Uh, let's go to uh, to YouTube. I think there's a couple of people sending some stuff in, which is great as always. So thanks to everyone for watching again online. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Um, okay, so uh, so we'll go back to the Forest draw, and uh, Leo says another shit house in performance will do for me at Forest. Holmes likes a goal against Forest up the town. Uh, Bez says Tino could have could be available by then, which is an interesting concept. Uh, Adam Cottrell says it's a winnable game. Rather have Forest away than Liverpool, Man City, etc. Let's get into the quarters. Uh, Cosy, George Parsons says the Wigan FA Cup game was the fifth round and it was 2013. They went on to win the Cup, beating Man City in the final. So there you go. 2013, fifth round. I knew it was that. Yeah, Town, uh, I think last time did last time we got to the fifth round when we were in the Premier League first season and then we picked, uh, picked out Man United at home. Absolutely gutted with that one, I remember, at the time. Um, uh, Robert Large says... Um, Graham Large asks if the electric if the electric went off, do the panel think Dean would give the pies away? Uh, look at Man United, mate. If anyone's giving the pies away, I'm sure I'll be there. Me, <laughs> Paz, Paz has been the tightest man in earth. Would have one for each, you know, he'll take five, one for his lunch each day of the week, wouldn't you, Paz? Man, I'd have filled my freezer. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Richard Oki, message retracted, gutted. Uh, Jay Singh says agreed. Booing was pathetic. Robert Large says positivity breeds positivity. Uh, Matt says the booing is ridiculous, but I think the frustration comes from the style of play. I think there's a point in there as well. Often recycling the ball and not being not playing it quickly enough through the lines. Uh, just think this is intensified against ten, uh, especially when you can see the space outside from the stands and it's the second and third extra touches to get it. But a win's a win, and that's what should matter. Yeah, I I, I think that if you're frustrated at something, it should maybe spill over at the end of the game rather than during it. But you know, everybody's different. Uh, it also says also the mentality of the fans has changed since 2017 whether it's a new fan since promotion or people's estimations have changed but you even hear fans still calling for Carlos to go <laughs> which is true uh, Jay Singh says old fellas yeah, booing near me yeah uh, Jay says the old fellas are booing near him so Jay next time just ask them if they're on Twitter and just see what's going on there uh, Robert Large Bob's all <laughs> over it today uh, it says uh, many new supporters have lived with town being relatively successful over the last 10 years which is true uh, moving up from League 2 uh, prior to that, we were generally generally crap to middle of the road and happy being crap. Um, Leo says there is still a lot of fans that are fully behind Car- or not fully behind Carlos. Uh, and Wagner had a negative goal difference. How's Carlos doing? Are we on six? I think we're on six, aren't we? Which is pretty cool. Uh, and the last two comments are from Andy Dworski. He says, same as under Wagner, the squad go for 90 minutes. No matter what, the excitement is that you haven't got a clue what ta- which town will turn up. Uh, every opposition fan spout nonsense on us being naff and we are going to fall away. It's February and we're still there, peeing on everyone's parade. Beautiful. Up the town. So thanks for everyone for those comments. That's a good one to, to finish that bit on. Uh, right, so uh, speaking of parades and uh, it may be being urinated on, uh, Town released a new away priority system. Uh, you now need to buy a Blue and White Foundation member to get away ticket priority. Um, I didn't like this. I don't think you like this uh, pause either. Um, I don't know your opinions yet, Danny and and cause but for me um this felt unnecessary we already had a um loyalty system in place a point system which guaranteed you where you sat you know in terms of uh, away tickets uh, i understand some people don't think uh, season cards and blue and white foundation should be counted on that points level it should be away tickets only because essentially 
you are buying away tickets. But I do think you need an extra kicker in there just in case everybody's, you know, a very similar score. Um, for me, I, I, it feels like a cash grab in some ways that, you know, maybe they're trying to get a little bit extra money in. And I understand that, you know, I understand why the club would want to do that. But for me, it's more. this is more about rewarding those who are willing to pay more money than those who are actually loyal and go to the games. Um, so for me, it's the wrong move from the club. Uh, and I would hope that they maybe have a think about this and, and maybe either revert to the previous one or, or come up with something different because I don't think it's it's very fair on those people that, you know, sort of uh, save their money, you know, to go to away games and then ask them for another 100 quid on top of going to the away games as well for something that they don't probably don't want to have. So uh, for me, it's it's a no from me. I, I don't think it's a, a good move, but um, I'm not going to go much further. I'll let Cosy looks like he's champing at the bit, so I'll, I'll let you go this, Cosy. <laughs> I can't believe you can change someone like that with 16 games to go. I think it's ridiculous. I think, and, and another thing, Cosy, you might know a bit more than me, and I suppose the club might say, well, bollocks, we make the decisions, but isn't this what the ATT is all about? You know, Yeah, the sidestep, the ATT. Yeah, never mentioned Maybe Poz is going to tell us in a minute the air we chat about this in a meeting and we said this and the club did that. But I can't I can't understand how you can just change it like that. It just it's ridiculous. I agree with everything you say, Matt. And I must admit, when I first read it, I thought it, it didn't really kind of resonate on me because we've not we've not sold many away ends out of it this year. But I've gone back to it today and it's kind of got me a bit mad reading it again, just preparing for this because it's yeah. like it's like when they brought that card out for sixteen seventeen. They had that uh, priority card that fifty quid, wasn't it? And I bought one of those and. Because I bought that, I was lucky enough to go to Sheffield Wednesday away in the playoffs. You know, that was, you know, but I also went to about 15 away games that season as well. So, you know, I, I think in my head, I'm justified going to Sheffield Wednesday. But I've only been to two or three away games this year because your childcare and other things. COVID. You can't change it with but 16 games to go. No, no, you can't. Yeah, I, can you no, it's not. And, I, and I'm and i sat here thinking, well, if I buy a Blue and White Foundation member, say, for example, Paz has been to all 23 away games this year and I've been to two or three and I just think, Do you know what, I'll just spend 100 quid on this, then I can go to the away leg of the playoffs. That's not right, is it? It's not right. It's not yeah. right. And, and pause myself. It's not right for me. Go on, Danny. You take off. No, I just, I agree. I just think, I don't think it's right to change it in the middle of the season. And it was working all right as it was. So I, yeah. I don't know. I'd, it must, must be a money grab. I can't understand why else you do it, really. Yeah, not the best. Yeah. Uh, pause, you round us up on this one. Heard of it. <laughs> Did you hear yeah. about this happening, Pause? Can't really. No, we didn't. We didn't have out, mate. We didn't know. Uh, I don't. I don't always go on ATT, but I am sort of privy to information that comes out of there now and again. And from what I, from what I understand, there's uh, been no consultation with anybody. I think HDSA have, have made a point of stating that as well. So it's just kind of something that they've done. I think that if you're going to change a system, change it, but don't do it halfway through a season. No. You know, I fully agree with what everybody said. You should. For me, you, you get X amount of points for your season card. So, you know, a blanket amount. So if you buy one, you get X points. And then for every away game, um, you get so many points as well. And I think, I think I can't remember which club it was, but I'm, I'm almost certain. I want to say Sheffield United, but I can't be 100% sure. And what they do is they do it on a uh, miles from the ground. Or, you know, so if you go to Plymouth, you might get... 250 points and if you got Sheffield Wednesday yeah. you get well, Town did that Town, Town's last you know game I mean? did that that's, yeah. that's you got more. a good way to do it because um, you, you know but there's always going to be that one person that you know there's always individual circumstances so the best way to do it is just to do a point system I remember when we got promoted to the Premier League um, I, I couldn't get many tickets because I think I'd missed 
uh, one season ticket. Um, so you know, you had was it ten years if you, you had the yeah. year thing, and that, I, that annoyed me. And it was just like, well, like, that was just my circumstances at the time, and and tough, you know. You, 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 everyone has their own little individual gripes on stuff, but I think the timing of it is ridiculous. It's almost like they've just gone, oh, we're, we're doing all right now. We might get to the playoffs. There's going to be a big scramble for tickets. How can we sort this out? And hang on a minute, we'll uh, we'll just charge everybody X amount of money because I remember saying that they were doing away with the points thing, um, probably due to lack of demand. And I do remember people saying, well, what if at some point we need we need a system? Um, you know, yeah. Do you think this is just because they've maybe done away with it and gone, shit, we might get in the playoffs, we need something? Yeah, exactly, do you think there yeah. might be something yeah. like that? I mean, the only other way to do it is to go old school and pass this thing. Well, ticket stubs. <laughs> go queue up. I remember queuing yeah. up the lead road for tickets back in the day. And, That's a bit uh, unfair on those that live in like Ashby, oh, yeah, Ashby yeah, Delazouche yeah. and what have you, isn't it? And Danny, for example, down in. Modern technology, you know. Get online and get your ticket, and whoever gets it first gets it. That could be, you know, that'd save a lot of hassle, wouldn't it? Let's have a look what they're saying online. I think Cosy's taking a picture of us for for social media. Do you want us to smile? No, I'm just having a look at uh, last few games to see if there'll be any issues. We've got Coventry. They give you good, good, obviously thirty odd thousand capacity in Middlesbrough. So, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm hoping we're going to go down to the depth of these, but just worry, didn't it? Playoff game at QPR, or let's hope we have these problems to worry about. But I know there's no perfect system, but I just how stunned me it just come out like that. It were, it were kind of, it was slipped in amongst other news and stuff as well. It wasn't even like, you'd, oh, weird, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. But we'll move on. Well, let's see what they're saying because I didn't know so whether I was, about, I didn't know whether about, I was being a bit overly harsh or anything on that. So we'll have a look at what other people are saying because for me, it just it just felt like, you know, it's either a panic going, right, we need something or it's, you know, or it's a way of trying to get more money in which I understand the club need more. I understand the club need more money and stuff, but, you know, it just doesn't feel right. But, um, let's have a look at what people are saying so Matt says reminds me of 2017 I ended up signing up and having to pay 30 quid I think it was something like 30 quid uh, to join the Blue and White Foundation so I could get a ticket for Wednesday away it benefited me but basically bought my way into the game uh, JF says booing uh, on the booing thing Blackburn were beaten by 10 men Swansea so many teams struggle to break down a team that has seen a red some fans need to stop playing FIFA and realise the other team isn't here to roll over sorry late to the party that's alright Jay uh, Jay Singh says awful move from the club especially bad for students like myself who travel up and down the country following town seems like money does talk so yeah that's that's one of the people you know the examples I was talking about whereby people try and spend you know their spare amount on going to games and you know asking for another 104 is a little bit a little bit harsh on people like Jay uh, very harsh on people like Jay uh, JF says and can Poza come up with a Dwayne Holmes chant surely the lad deserves some love now I think this is your task Poz because you were the one who was very yeah, critical yeah. of of poor Dwayne Esther, and yet I think we need to we need something to uh, to show him some love, especially <laughs> after the recent games. I think that falls to you being uh, being the convert to uh, the Dwayne Holmes fan club. Surely, we've made a note next Sunday. Lad, we'll <laughs> Another Belinda Carlisle classic, maybe circling the sand or something like that. You could try and some, something from the eighties. Pick out my old LPs and see what. We can yeah, do. circle in the sand, round and round. Good song. I, I shouldn't know these. I shouldn't know as many Belinda Carlisle songs as I should. should Jeez, but never mind. Forty years ago, man. <laughs> I know. Showing my age as well. Classic um, gold. <laughs> uh, and also, George Parsons says, "Is it required? When was the last time we sold out an away game?" Good question. So you know, maybe maybe you can run the risk of not buying it. So that's another thing. Uh, JF says, "Very poor on the away tickets." Having said that, doubt fans that weren't going all suddenly take all tickets, um, possibly. 
Uh, Jay Singh says, also the lack of consultation with HTSA shows that they knew it would be an unpopular move. Uh, Lee Oates says, have points all been scrapped? Surely they'll keep records. They stopped updating the point system because I logged in a bit since and uh, my point system has been the same since about September. Uh, so I don't think they've actually updated it for quite a while. Um, shouldn't be too difficult to bring that back though with, with records. Uh, Should find- the last season, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark Harrison says, I think they've kept a record of the old points accrued. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, although to be fair, some of us, po- some of us, Cosy, kept season cards and didn't get a refund. So, you know, maybe we should get some points for that Ooh. on the board. So there we go. Playing the moral high ground card. <laughs> right, okay, let's move on. Uh, right, so, uh, right, what's next? Ah, oh, transfer window. So we touched upon the transfer window uh, last week, didn't we? Because we did it the day before. Uh, Lee Bromby did a Radio Leeds interview as well, which we're going to tie the two in because I think if anybody hasn't listened to the Lee Bromby radio interview, you should do. Uh, it's Lee talking to Johnny Buchan and Matt Glennon about um, how the transfer window came about and the strengths and you know how he was quite happy with what he'd done. And we did most of our work last January, uh, last uh, summer, etc. And it was a really good, interesting listen. I thought Lee came across really well. Uh, he came across uh, far better than you know, maybe has done before and, you know, he's a lot more relaxed and, um, on Carol lighting. So we brought Carol lighting in, uh, which was a, a late move, which is, uh, you know, I think I'm really happy with, we all, you know, me and you pause have said for months, uh, and there's been a couple of, you know, many others have said, uh, we need a, um, do you know, I've just I've seen one of my mates has logged on to give me some stick on YouTube. That's good. That's pretty good. And, uh, so, you know, Carol lighting, we've been saying for ages, we need a ball player midfielder, don't we? So, you know, for months and, you know, Town Olsen has given us this ball player midfielder. Uh, I'm delighted with it. Carol Iting's back, I think, or Carell Iting. I think he's a really smart player, Iting. Um, give us your thoughts on that one, Post. Bromby said in the interview, before I go to you, uh, he says the new Jenk, uh, Jenk, the new Genk manager didn't seem to fancy him and they felt that Carell maybe uh, is over the worst. He was maybe over-promised some things there that didn't happen and maybe he's over the worst of his early injuries as well. Uh, and he's getting to an age whereby he thinks that Karel Iting is beyond those injuries. So there's no worry at that point. Uh, he's only here short term, but it seems to be a case of, you know, town will have to convince him of our ambition for him to stay past the summer rather than it being based on an injury record. Um, so it was really interesting. I'm happy he's back, Poz. I think he's done well. First two games back in. Uh, are you happy with this one? Yep. Great signing, mate. I said to you, don't know if we can just get him till the end of the season and, uh, you know, go from there. I think you mm-hmm. sort of suggested it might be an 18-month thing, you know, that's what he'd want. But if he's only signed till the end of the season, he's got to perform, hasn't he? Because he either needs to sign for us or somebody else. So it's only going to be a positive thing. Um, so, yeah, can't, can't grumble with that one at all. Oz, Dan, happy with Carol Lighting? Carol. Uh, I can't say his name. That, I didn't expect it. Like, you know, like Christmas, when you think you've opened all your presents and then yeah. you find one, don't you? <laughs> Normally, a Lynx Africa set, though, but... Uh, <laughs> It were uh, brilliant. I, no one kind of saw it coming, really. And uh, I think what was so impressive for me, well, probably we were training with the club last week, we never knew, but straight on the pitch on Wednesday, and, and I thought it were key on uh, Wednesday. He got things going a lot quicker, getting the ball through midfield quicker. Uh, that first pass to Sorbo, uh, wasn't it? It was just him in. That first pass, you hadn't seen yeah. that all season. It was just like ping. It went out for a goal kick, didn't it? But it was just like the the, the instinct just to go ping, oh. Sorbo in. And it's, it's an option. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Really excited. Optimate, I think, was it HTFC's AC? Let's give him his credit. It's TAFC Stato. Put that uh, Twitter uh, kind of picture of all our uh, squad now. And uh, yeah, wow, yeah. It's, uh, I, I, I'm obsessed. We uh, look, you know, on your Facebook, you always get 12 months ago, blah, blah, blah. And 
I'm obsessed with looking back at our team. I, I think I did it again the other night, put a Twitter post on about this with a team that I think we played against Stoke and Aaron's and God, we had some <laughs> we had some questionable players. Now it's different level and uh, yeah, buzzing mate with uh, signing. But hopefully, like you say, Mines, I like that the fact that he's got to see our ambitions as well because we've said before what is the club's ambition and uh, yeah, fantastic buzzing and straight in as well. Uh, that was the first thing I checked, Matt, because obviously uh, Tino when we come up in seconds. You know, got a bit of work to do on the training ground, but the uh, Carol Eiting had played uh, pretty, you know, over Christmas and the New Year period. So I thought, yes, he's match fit pretty much. And lo and behold, two games in three days, so brilliant. Danny, you excited about Eiting back? Yeah, definitely. He's got that X factor that I don't think any of the others have, where coming from Ajax, he's got that thing where he doesn't think about it. He doesn't need to, he doesn't need to think, like you say, with that pass. It just, it's sort of like natural to him. You know, like where it was like, Hog or um, high, sometimes I have to take two or three touches to get it under control. Sometimes his first time passing gets us moving forward so much quicker. So I think he'll be a real asset between now and end of the season because of that. 100%. It's that sort of speed of thought, isn't it, that'll get us through. And Because we do play yes. quickly on the counter-attack, isn't it, which kind of goes awry second half sometimes, but his speed will be will be really good. Yeah. Jamal Blackman came in, as as we knew. Um, you know, we, we don't need to do too much on Jamal. Uh, look fair. Look fair enough. I've seen quite a lot of him in the past, and as a young goalkeeper, I thought he was pretty poor. I'll be honest, but he's he's got older and wiser, and he's he's become more solid, and he put in a decent performance. You know, heart in the mouth kind of with Nabisar at the in front of him. Of that aside, uh, yeah, he was steady away, wasn't he? Handling was pretty decent. You know, he can ping ping a you know crossfield pass. Um, decent decent option to back up for Lee Nichols, especially with Ryan's injury. And you know, I, I would maybe look at. Jamal Blackman uh, as a bit of a maybe a, another year on top of it as well and maybe we can get Ryan Schofield out o- away from Huddersfield and on loan and, and ready to refocus um, so it's a, it's a good one for me uh, and Tino Angerin came in uh, what we got wind of last Sunday um, he ha- is recovering I think from a broken metatarsal issue uh, but again this was on the, the Lee Bromby uh, interview as well he said you know what was really good about that is when he was going to be uh, coming back from Locomotive Moscow, uh, they mentioned that you know Tino's dad actually you know contacted Lee Bromby, and what was really good was that people are actually picking Huddersfield Town now as a destination to come to on loan. Carol Iting also phoned Lee Bromby as well. You know when when it was becoming that he was going. <laughs> I think we should all focus in on what's going on with Pause here. You getting a cup of tea, Pause? Oh, no, should get her on pod, get her on the podcast as well, get her in the south stand. Um, no, just saying, um, you know, <laughs> like we, you know, he's we, you know, Tino, you know, we're looking at the good work that we've done with Levi Colwell, Trevor Chalaber, you know, other, you know, if you want to go further back, Izzy Brown, Casey Palmer, you know, we've we're building a really good uh rapport with Chelsea now, which is really good because Chelsea have got the best youth players in the country, so you know, it's really handy for us. And you know, when they are coming to us to take us on loan, it's a really, really positive step for Huddersfield Town Football Club. Uh, and it's a real sort of feather in the cap for Carlos as well, and for Lee Bromby and everybody at the club, you know, that. As a football club, we are doing things correctly. We are doing things right. You know, we're not throwing Levi Colwell out on the pitch with, you know, a sort of 70% fit, you know, with a knee niggle, you know, so that he gets injured and break, you know, breaks down. We're looking after players. We looked after Emil Smith-Rowe even when Danny Cowley was here. And I think the club needs to take enormous credit and should, you know, and should feel happy uh, to take the credit as well that, you know, people are coming to us. And he, being, you know, when he gets fit, should be an exciting, uh, exciting proposition, uh, Pause, do you reckon? 
We've all watched the we've all watched the YouTube video. Yeah. None of us have seen anything of him apart from YouTube videos, so we're not not going to oh, lie yeah, and say yeah, we've yeah, scouted yeah, him to death, are we? <laughs> Brady's uh, Brady's just actually. Uh, yeah, I'll just throw this in now that. No, I'll just throw this in that Brady's done an article. Pause. Uh, so Brady's just done an article that's gone online. So uh, check out. Yeah, check out Brady's uh, article on Tino Andrian. He's got some insight from uh, from uh, a Chelsea podcast fan as well about Tino, and they actually describe yeah, as so one of the best uh, best youth players that they've they've had through there. So it's exciting. Go ahead, pause. Yeah, you don't get that. You don't get kept at Chelsea. Well. Maybe you do, because I've got about 8,000 players out on loan, haven't I? So maybe you do get kept at Chelsea if you're not that good. But to be at a club like that at his age, you've, you've got to have some promise. A little bit of, little bit of a shame that he's, he's come with a knock and he can't get straight in. But I think I, I agree with what you say, Matt. We seem to be attracting you know, young, exciting loans from top Premier League sides at the moment. You know, back in the day, we used to we'd get like a Grant Hall or something like that in for a month who were... Not bad. <laughs> the requirements somewhere else, yeah. um, you know. But now, yeah, we, we're getting these players in, and it's good that we're being recognised as somewhere that they can come in and develop. Hundred percent, Danny. What do you reckon then, Tino Andrin? Uh, yeah, so I think he's probably got a couple of weeks uh, before he comes back in. Um, I think he's he can start training. I think he's exciting, you know, watching all that YouTube stuff. He looks like a good player. But I was just going to say about like what's it. They have to take some credit like Bromby and them because they've had a lot of stick last couple of years. And actually, what they did in the summer, you know, you look at like Matty Pearson and like what a signing, really. You know what I mean? He's just, he's just, he's a man mountain sometimes at back. And it's, and I think they've got the right chemistry. They've got players who want to play for town. And we haven't had that for a few years. And so I think that's why we are where we are that, that they've got people in who really want to be here. Yeah, definitely. And that's a joy to watch them all. You know, you look at Toff, you know, he loves it. They all absolutely love playing for town and it's all you can ask for. Yeah. And Cosy tweeted that tweeted that picture. Here's the word Toffolo and he's like, get a contract signed. <laughs> I know, we're all like, Harry, get that. Where is it? I've got a penny. Harry, come on, sort it. Yeah, get it signed, lad. Get it signed, Harry. Uh, but... <laughs> It's usually me, isn't it, that tells him, but Cosy can tell him and all. And Cosy tweeted that Cosy tweeted that picture as well, didn't you, Cos, where you can see where we score that goal against Derby and Harry Toffolo's on his knees, isn't he? Proper giving it to someone. That's not for show, you know. This is oh, it's amazing. This is for this is people that love playing for the club. It's brilliant. Oh. I just need to plug my uh, Mac in, by the way, because it's uh, it's going. But uh, he usually goes yeah, for a walk at some point. It's just where we honestly for, for the last two, three seasons we've been absolutely on his knees with Huddersfield Town and the the culture that, you know, what we wanted what we had under Wagner. And I just think it epitomised everything we're about. The only sadness about that photo was just all the empty seats, but, you know, behind the goal, but that's for another day. But amazing. And it just shows what, you know, everyone's on the same page at the moment. People are wanting to, to win. They're wanting to go that extra mile. They're wanting, the only sadness, we haven't kind of mentioned it, but that from yesterday was Pippa's injury. Hopefully it's not as bad as... Uh, you know, maybe oh, I want to throw in, you just reminded me, Cos, actually, I, would, I did want to throw in that. I, th- I felt that Pipper actually changed the game for us against Derby. It, you know, it's, I, I felt Derby were really sitting in and we struggled against them. And what really struck me was that when Pipper came on, he was really direct in running at them and he took quite a few men away from Sauber Thomas and it left Sauber Thomas free. And I thought Pipper's uh, introduction was a really sort of outstanding sub from Carlos and a really good point. I just I wanted to make that point because um, I, I think some people have, I've, well, not a lot of people mentioned it. I think one or two have, but I, I just felt that Pippa really helped change that game. And uh, 
Yeah, he's a back bit, to it. Yeah, yeah. yep. He gives you something totally different that we haven't got on that as well. But the photo were fantastic. I love a good photo, as everyone knows, and follows me. And I just thought a that low was res photo as well. I'll just throw that. Everything. In. I think they were. Oh, Ward charging off. Obviously, there were that brilliant photo yesterday. Pause behind the goal, a big smoke and the celebrations and stuff. And it just brings a smile to my heart because we've not had, we've not had this for so long, and, and we had it amazing under Wagner, and it's lost its way, but. We're back now, and it's this counts for points and stuff, mate. You know, when we're in the trenches, we've already seen it this season. We've had to dig out so many wins and stuff. But if you're not buying in on and off the pitch, if you're not, if you're not, you know, coming away, if you're not wanting to run them audible channels that we've seen Danny Ward do time after time, week after week, you ain't going to be successful. It's little things, mate, little details. And for me, it's all happening at the moment. And my God, we're going to need that on. Next two games, Preston and Sheffield, because they're going to be so tough. They, you know, they're going to be up for it. They'll be wanting to knock us over, and uh, we need it all still to come. It's it's so exciting again. It's it feels it feels amazing because I never expected it, and it's it's awesome. Let's just hope Pippa's, you know, better sooner rather than later. But it's uh, at the moment, you know, we've talked about tickets there, but I just want to be going to Huddersfield Town and uh, watching these games because they they. They give what I want, man. They give everything. We're not might not be the best team in the league, the best on the eye, but bloody hell, we dig deep now, mate. And wow, we've we've needed that for so long. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh right. So um, you know, in terms of outs, Kieran Phillips went to Exeter, didn't he, at the end, which is a good move for him. He wasn't quite being played up front where we I think we expected maybe him to be played. Uh Bilakopich went to Hartlepool. I'm not sure he's gonna be the first choice at Hartlepool, but still good for him to be involved with the first team and you know, and travel and, and whatnot and train with the first team for Belocka pitch. I know he's been on the bench for us a few times, but that wasn't going to be the case moving forward. And Reese Brown, yeah, going cosy. What a win yesterday. Oh, mate. Yeah. Running rings yeah. around Bradford City. Brahima Diara. What a guy. Up the town. Up the town. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Good times. Uh, Reese Brown obviously moved to Peterborough. Nobody saw that coming, did we? Obviously. Who? <laughs> Uh, and do you know what was good about the Lee Bromby interview as well? This really surprised me. Well, we're sat here. Cozzy's predicting bottom five. Poz is predicting relegation. I predicted 18th. Lee Bromby said at the start of the season, I wanted to finish top six. And it's like, what? And it's, and do you know what? He's far closer in his prediction than any of us are. So, you know, credit again to, to Lee Bromby, you know, town are knocking on the door, <laughs> but it's good. It's good He's to hear. It's good to hear, though. Mate. Nah, nah, I didn't. No, I didn't. Obviously, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, we need, we need that. Yeah, we need that validatingly as well by someone who's obviously heard <laughs> it at the start of the season. But it's good. To, this is this is what's good because you know, Cosy mentioned earlier. We've questioned before, maybe not so much lately, but we have said, you know, what is the ambition of Huddersfield Town now that we're you know back on an even? Well, we say even keel, but back sort of you know in the middle of the championship, entrenched, if you like, ensconced. Um, what what do we want to do now? Do we just want to unearth a couple of players to sell for profit and keep going in the middle of the championship? But no, Lee Bromby sort of said, you know, we're aiming top six, we're ambitious, we want to get promoted, we want to do this. And again, that's it was great to hear, wasn't it? That you know, and, and Lee Lee said, you know, I'm from the local area, I understand what Huddersfield Town fans want. Stop short of saying who he did really support, but you know, he's, he's, it was a really good sort of interview from Lee, and I, I was I was quite really pleased because I, I've known Lee for. You know, since I was a kid at school, went to school together, and and Lee's actually a really nice guy. You know, he's a nice guy from a nice family, um, and I don't think he's kind of come across well to Huddersfield fans in the last year. And that interview, actually, you saw more of what Lee Bromby's like. You know, he's a he's a nice bloke. You know, he's 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 quite clever, um, and I just thought it came across really well. I was really happy to finish for that, and I just thought, you know what, you're doing well, Lee. Nice one, and you know, and you're lapping up the praise there, and it's it's all it's all good. But 
Cosy, you look like you're going to say something, and then I don't know if you're frozen or, or just in disbelief. No, I think you've just got to wind <laughs> it back. Big decisions were made at the time. Danny, uh, Danny Simpson, Saga, was it Danny Cowley and stuff. There were a lot of dirty work done then to get us where we are now and that as well, and obviously Leela being involved in all them discussions. So, yeah, it's nice to have this moment in the sun for, obviously, the good run that we're having and, and swell. And, uh, yeah, no, he's, honestly, he's delivered us such a good window and... Gives us every chance of uh, gate crashing that six. Well, we're in the argument, man. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's bookend it by um, looking at the YouTube comments. So we, we don't really have any more for tonight. Uh, so let's see. I said, is people are happy with the transfer window? Uh, W5Y Beats says, Toffs was out in revs last night. Told him to sign the contract. So good on you. Uh, Bez <laughs> says, uh, delighted, uh, delighted with the window. Filled just about every spot we needed. I uh, hope Pippa hasn't done his groin again. Uh, it was his Achilles, I think, that he went down holding. So he went down, I think, I can't remember if it was the right or left, but he went down holding the back of his uh, uh, ankle so towards the Achilles. Uh, and W5YB said said it's coming, hopefully. So there we go. We've got uh, news on Harry Toffolo's contract. It is hopefully coming. Uh, didn't want to bother him too much. Yeah, do you know, I saw him at a kid's soft play uh, a couple of months ago and I didn't want to bother him either. So it was really, he was over at the other side. I was like, oh, it's Harry Toffolo. And he's like, and my other house going, why don't you go talk to him? I was like, you don't want to talk to some knobhead from over the other thing. So I, I just left him be. Um, it's fine, it's tough. It's I know, I just like, do you know, he was playing with his kids. That was a thing because he was playing with his kids. I just thought, do you know what? I'm not going to bother him because he's out just enjoying you know, the day with his family. Don't. Don't be that guy who, who bothers people when they're, you know, so, but uh, George Parsons says, Danny has knocked the nail on the head. Uh, the squad has the right chemistry. It doesn't seem to be any egos or people with their heads above the station outperforming my preseason predictions. Uh, and Bob Large is, uh, you know, he's been given it large all night, shall we say. So he says, the last two transfer windows have been fantastic. Uh, Bromby doing very well at the moment. Loan manager, uh, forget his name. Is it David Fox, loan manager? Uh, has been a good addition and the number of loans are at Good club sports. Well, yeah, David Fox, they did an interview with as well recently, and that was a really interesting one with how they, I think Lee mentioned that as well, in terms of how they just used to sort of like send players out and, you know, six months later ago, oh, I wonder how he's doing at so-and-so, you know, in, in League Two. But now they've got plans for them. They speak to them, you know, almost every day, uh, and they still feel part of the club, you know, and people going out on loans, there's a clear direction that they go in. It was a, you know, so, I, you know, I'll, I'll divert anyone to that Radio Leeds interview. It was really good, but... I think that's all we've got time for tonight. So Next three games are easy, lads, aren't they? Preston, Preston, Sheffield United and Fulham. And you know what? Before, a few months ago, I'd be like, oh, my God. Nilqua. I'm up for them all, man. Bring them on. When we're on a roll like we are, bring them on, mate. Yeah. Bring them on. It's a big test. That, that Sheffield United game is a big one, isn't it, Cos, though? It's like... You look, huge. you look at that one and you think, do you know what? If we win that one, it's like almost like the Rotherham game from 2016-17. If we win yeah. that one, it's on. If we lose, then probably not. Yeah. It's still, it's still, you know, possibility, but probably not. It's, it's... I think another reason it's bigger than, than, than that Rotherham match because Rotherham were, were down, so it didn't matter. But Shipley and I, they've got a lot of games in hand and they're, they're thinking they've got seven out of the top eight to play our head today. So, mm. for the season, so they've got some tough games, but... I just think you, you know, look at their games now. They they can go above us, but them three points, you know, it's wow, it's just huge. It's absolutely massive. But I just hope we can go to Preston and do something for a change on Wednesday night. But yeah. honestly, this division is relentless. Every other week, there's two games a week. It's mad. And Madness. do you know what? The good thing is we've got most of our games played, so a lot of teams will be playing, you know, yeah. twice a week yeah. while we're you know while we've got our feet up. So you know we should be rested and recovered and 
the likes of Tino Andrin should be able to come in. So there we go. Um, but yeah, so Sheffield United game, pinnacle. Uh, so that's great. So thanks to everybody online uh, for contributing. Um, thanks to you, Paz, for hanging on. I know, I know you need to get to bed. Uh, Danny, great to have you on. Hopefully have you back on again sometime soon. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, and to you as well, Mr. Cos. Uh, and what we'll do now is when I get the correct software up in front of me, we will roll in the end credits. So thanks everyone again, and we'll see you next week. There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all the while Upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today? And then the bells will ring so merrily And every goal Shall be a memory So town play up And bring that cup Back to Huddersfield So town play up And bring the cup Back to Huddersfield The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via muck delivery afterwards. Three points, nut nugget share box, spot on. Order muck delivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.